0: Welcome to the Desert Life Church podcast. We're so excited that you tuned in to hear our weekend message. From wherever you're listening from, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Welcome to Sunday PM services. Who's pumped? Who's excited? I'm excited. I will say... I will say one thing, I, I, I'm coming off of what would be called in baseball terms, so I'm a baseball, I love baseball, I played baseball, and I'm coming off of what you would call a triple header, meaning I've done three, and I'll tell you what it is, I've, I've actually, this is now the third time I've been on this stage in the last 48 hours, once at youth, twice this morning, I guess this is the fourth time, and now, right now. And I'm actually really pumped and excited to be here tonight and to be speaking tonight. I'm so thrilled. I think God's going to do great things in these Sunday p.m. services. Who's with me? So, I'm going to need your energy tonight. When I say something that you think sounds remotely good ish, you are allowed to say that's good. You are allowed to say amen. You are allowed to say, preach it, boy, like Pastor Jamie said. Preach it, Sean. I shared this morning, it's important to remember people's names, and everyone keeps calling me Sean. You know, if we haven't met before, my name is Sam, Um, me and my beautiful wife, Haley, who is leading worship, um, one of the people leading worship uh, this evening. Uh, We um, are the youth directors here at Desert Life Church, and uh, I think we've got an awesome bunch of youth and a great youth ministry, and I think this church has an awesome youth ministry, and I'm not just saying that because me and Haley run it, but I think we have a really, something real special going on, and so I'm really excited. Um, for our youth, but I'm also excited for Sunday nights. And uh, some of our team are coordinating Sunday nights, and I'm on the team that's coordinating that. So I'm really pumped. I'm really excited. And I will be sharing, uh, just for the next little while um, this evening and you have to forgive me. I will say this morning a couple of times. So you're going to have to show me a bit of grace there. Um, so yeah. Hey church, the purpose of our Sunday, I'm going to give you a bit of an intro into Sunday PM services. The purpose of our Sunday PM services is I've written down three things here. The first one is to create opportunities to encounter Jesus. You may be here today and you maybe don't know Jesus or you're not sure where you stand with Jesus or you might want to know more. That's awesome because we are purposed for creating opportunities to encounter Jesus. The second one I've got here is grow in belonging with one another. On the wall here, you can see these words, you belong here. And I want to say, if you're new or visiting, or if you're a part of our regular bunch, you belong here. We're so thrilled that you're here tonight. And the last one I've got here is we want to inspire one another to grow in our gifts, our talents, and our abilities. Who thinks that's pretty cool? So make sure you come along to our Sunday p.m. services. And I will say I will say this, don't just come to Sunday p.m., and don't just come to Sunday a.m., come to both, because we've got a lot of great things happening in both of our services in the life of Desert Life Church. We're going to see a lot of great teaching over 2019 in our Sunday AM services, and we're going to see great opportunities to encounter Jesus and to be inspired together in our PM services. So who will make a commitment with me to try to be at as many of our services as we can throughout 2019? Can I see hands raised? Not that many. Okay, There we go. Beautiful. Thank you very Well, Well, I want to start by showing our vision scripture. It's going to be up on the screen in just a minute. It comes from a Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 in the message translation. And it says this, that's plain enough, isn't it? You are no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You are no longer strangers or outsiders. And I love this phrase here, you belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all irrespective of how we got here in what he is building. That is our vision scripture for 2019 around the theme, you belong here. You know, over the last couple of weeks, we've had our View 360 Sundays. They've been an awesome time where we can recap and refresh on the vision of Desert Life Church, where God is calling us, what God's calling us to do. Our vision remains the same year by year, but we, take, we like to take a step back and refresh and have a look and just refocus on what God is asking from us. And you may, over this season, hear a lot of talk about belonging and connection from the platform, and that's because it is super important. Throughout our View 360 series, we learned, I think it was Dr. Jacob actually taught us and, and spoke to us about the idea of not belonging or neglecting connection is actually detrimental to your health. We as human beings are actually wired, Our all the brain stuff and the words I don't know, everything in our brains. We are wired to feel pain when we lack that social engagement and connection. So connection is key to our health. And we have been focusing as a church on belonging, belonging to God, belonging to this church, belonging to this community, this region. We are a family together, Belonging. And I want to share over the next few moments on, I've got a little title here, on encountering belonging with, everybody say with, with with Jesus. Encounter belonging with Jesus. You know, I don't know everybody here in the room. It's great to see so many people here, so many faces. Uh, I met a few new people as they came in. I don't know everyone's story. I don't know what you're going through, but what I do know is that we are all on a journey searching for belonging. Daniel Coyle's book, The Culture Code, he writes this, he writes, belonging cues possess three basic qualities. You follow me? Belonging possesses three basic qualities. The first one is this, energy. Say energy. 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 Investing in the exchange that's occurring between two people or a group of people. Energy. Belonging is energy. The next one is individualization. Say that to the person next to you. Individualization is when you treat a person like they're unique and valued because they are unique and valued. Individualization is treating someone that uniquely and valued. And the last one is future orientation, which means they signal that the relationship will continue. Say that future orientation. And I will say this In youth, when I speak, I allow the youth to mimic my American accent, and I know a lot of you want to do it. So you are more than welcome to, because I think I'll have the microphone frequently enough, and so I'll be able to call you out too when I have the microphone. These cues, these three cues, energy individualization and future orientation add up to the message that can be described in a single phrase you are safe here or the book the culture code puts the words safe and belong in the same category as interchangeable you belong here and we'll get back we'll get back to this in a minute as to why I'm telling you this but I want to challenge us with this key question. I don't have it on the screens, but I want to challenge us with a key question today uh, as we unpack just a little bit. I've got a funny story to tell you. I want to challenge us with this question. When was the last time you encountered belonging with Jesus? When was the last time you encountered belonging with Jesus? And then there's a second question there that says, how often do I encounter Jesus. Let's bow our heads. We're going to pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this family, this church, this community. I just pray now you speak to us uh, through these silly stories and through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Identity. Belonging is found in identity. And identity is understood when you know your purpose, when you know what you're called to do, when you know who you are. That's your identity. And one year ago, and two days, I was allowed to change my identity to father. I was allowed to change my identity from a non-father to a father. (laughs) It's probably a better way of saying that. But I became a father. And uh, I was listening before we had the baby, before we had baby Judah, I was listening to a uh, sermon series. It was sort of two preachers talking about preaching in a way for me to to hopefully grow in that area. And I was listening to this series and they were talking about in this particular podcast illustrations. And they said the best illustrations come from kids. And so I was looking forward to growing in the illustrations that I have. And boy, boy, do I have some goodies. But probably the first thing that I picked up as soon as he came out, as soon as Judah came out, and, and, and they cleaned him up, and they set him down, and, and the parents came in. Haley's parents came in, and Pete, Haley's dad, said this, this, um, this thing that I'll never forget. He said, it's amazing when you look at a human baby that they are completely and utterly 100% dependent on their parents, you know this is you know there are other animals in the animal kingdom that are dependent on their parents, but if you look at the animal kingdom you 'll find so many way more than than not uh, animals that are that are dependent on their parents or that are not dependent on their parents. so so many animals are not dependent on their parents as soon as they, as soon as they 're born or as soon as they hatch or whatever it may be uh, they 're out on their own, for example, crocodiles are not totally. Uh, independent when they come out, but straight away they head towards the water and they're alone or they're with their brothers and sisters or something. They don't necessarily have mom or dad there to protect them. And there's so many other animals in the animal kingdom that that applies, but humans are special in that for quite some time, they are extremely dependent on their parents. And Pete made the point that this is the case with babies. And it's just amazing when you're holding a little baby in your hand. I don't know when the last time you did, but when you hold a little baby in your hand, it's amazing to see how dependent it truly is on you. It is also incredible on how quickly babies adapt. Um, It was only a couple days out from the hospital when Judas started to move his arms and his head around and stuff like that. And then a couple of weeks later, he started to lift his head up. And then a couple of weeks later, he accidentally would roll over here and there. And then a couple of weeks later, he was rolling all over the place until it got to the point a couple of days before Christmas when he stood up. And the whole world changed. Everything in our house had to basically be burned because he would destroy everything he touched. Everything is suitable for eating uh, in our house, apparently, uh, because everything has been touched by Judah's mouth. I have loved being a father, and I have also struggled a lot. And there's one area that I just want to share over the next few minutes um, in that I have struggled a lot in, and that is the area of diaper changes. (laughs) I've actually written here, there's one area I've struggled with as a dad, and it's dealing with the end product of what goes inside a baby. I remember I was preaching about a year and two months ago or something, and I actually made that one point, and I said, there's going to be something I'm going to struggle with, and that's going to be changing diapers. And so... With the baby, and excuse me, because we're going to talk about poo for a couple of minutes, so you're just going to have to, yep, awesome. Sunday evenings, yay. So, so the process with a baby is is that it starts and it looks like a little bit like tar and it's not so bad. You don't have... It's, you know, it's really not that bad. Even for someone like me who gets grossed out easily. And then it uh, begins to change colors depending on what's eaten. And it gets to the stage when they're eating solids, when you're giving them solid food, that things begin to look really weird and look like something out of an Alien versus Predator movie. And so it's terrifying every time you take the diaper off. And so... I adapted as father of the year to this idea where I was told or I took the initiative to go and get Judah and take him into his room and put him on the change table and begin the changing process, I call it. And, um, and, I, and, I, and I had this idea one day. I said, look, maybe what I'll do is while he's on the change table, I'll make some kind of concerned cry or shriek and Haley will come running into Judah's room. And so I did this and she comes running into Judah's room with Judah on the change table and I very quickly slip past her and run out into the hallway, (laughs) down into the living room, evading the entire process of changing Judah. And so I began to strategize about how I could make this effective Every single time. But it, doesn't, it didn't always work, and now she doesn't fall for it ever. Even if like there's blood everywhere or something, she won't come in the room. She'll just... I'm teasing. But then came to this point where I was in town one day, and I was with Judah, and I decided to use the wonderful Alice Springs Baby Changing Facilities, and so what I did was I, I got my, the nappy bag, the stylish leather bag, slung over my shoulders, and I'm holding on to Judah, and I walk into this baby change room, and there's about six women in here feeding their children. And so automatically... For those men who have had kids, they know. They maybe know how I how I felt. I felt super awkward, sheepishly walking into this room, and there's heaps of women in there all feeding their babies, and so they didn't follow. They didn't fall for my shrieking and coming to change the baby trick. But as I'm as I'm standing there and as I'm changing Judah, I'm thinking to myself, I do not belong here. I do not belong here. You may wonder why I'm talking about baby poo and why I'm talking about deceiving my wife into changing a nappy so I don't have to. The reason I'm doing this is because I want to emphasize that babies need their parents. Babies are 100% dependent on their parents. And Jesus sums it up like this. He's not talking about diapers, but he sums it up like this. In John chapter 15, verse 5, in the Passion Translation, he writes, I am the sprouting vine, and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from you within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. When you are separated from me, you are powerless. Much in the same way that a baby is powerless without their parents the same way that Jude is dependent on Haley and I is the same way that Jesus and is we are dependent on Jesus the same way that man is dependent on Jesus we depend on Jesus and you may be here today and may not know where you stand with God. As I said before, you may, you may not know a lot about this God business and this Jesus business, and you may want to know more. You may be unsure, and I invite you to come and talk to me or one of our other leaders after the service today. We'd love to talk with you uh, and, and, and chat with you more and, and, and help you to learn and grow more. But just like human babies are dependent on their parents for nurture and for care, we are dependent on Jesus for that same nurture and that same care. You know, I highlighted before those three qualities of belonging. Each one, I think, is a perfect illustration of our relationship with Jesus. The first one, and I'm going to invite the band, if you would not mind joining me, please. We're going to go back into some worship. The first one is energy two people invest in an exchange that is occurring. You know, Jesus has already invested in this exchange between us. Jesus has already done his part between us. As I said before, the title for today's short message is Encounter Belonging with Jesus. And Jesus has already invested in this exchange that is occurring. So it's time to play our part to invest energy into the exchange that's occurring between God and us. The next one was individualization, which is defined as they treat the person as unique and valued. You know, God formed Judah in Haley's womb just the same way as God formed you in your parents' womb. You are unique and you are valued. And the third one was future orientation. They signal that the relationship Will continue. And you know, that's why Jesus died. He died because he wanted to indicate that the relationship continues beyond here. I wonder, would you join me in standing? It's so important that we encounter this belonging in Jesus. And it does take a little bit on our part in order to meet Jesus. He wants to meet us in the middle. And he wants to meet us in this place. And as I said before, you may be here, you may be new or visiting, or you may not be sure about this stuff. And, and I'd love to chat with you after the service today. But in just a moment, we're going to take some time to pray together. But I want to read what Matthew 11, verse 28 says in the Passion Translation, 28 and 29. It says, Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden, then come to me, and I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. And you know, I think uh, this is a word for some people today, that we just need to take a step back and refocus, and then step in to encounter belonging in Jesus. I'm just... If God is transforming your life through this ministry, please consider joining us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give at desertlifechurch.org forward slash give. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Have a great week.